This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Mike Sedita. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 11 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. We are in for a treat today. We have my friend Dave Breton with Lobo Business Sales. He is a business broker here in Tampa. He is going to tell us how to buy and sell businesses like Donald Trump or like some sort of crazy mogul. So, Dave, how are you doing here today? I'm doing really well, Mike. Thanks for uh, having me on the podcast and uh, um, happy Memorial Day. Uh, let's let's go ahead and, uh, you know, salute all our veterans, past, present and stuff like that. You see, Dave, now you broke down the fourth wall. Now my production team has to rush to get this out. We were going to put this out for Father's Day. No, I'm just kidding. We're going we're gonna to get it out quick. But, yeah, it is Memorial Day. It, uh, yes, definitely salute all our vets. We are absolutely um, very, very supportive of our military. So, yes, I do appreciate you doing that. I just teasing you a little bit about about the, the timing of the podcast. I do that, too, all the time. I'll be – it'll be uh, – uh, it'll go on up online in the morning, but I'll be like, hey, good afternoon, and da-da-da-da. So I, I kind of screw that up. But, you know, like I'm not a professional. I'm just a local business owner and, I, and, and I I'm a novice podcaster. So speaking of business, tell us about Lobo Business Sales. Tell us what you have going on. Tell us a little bit about the business. Um, in a nutshell, we're a business brokerage that helps people buy value and sell businesses. Um, a lot of people don't know what a business broker is. The easiest way for me to explain it is just say, Think of your local realtor and they help you buy or sell a house. Um, our firm does that, but with small businesses. And a small business is really just something that, that produces cash flow. So let's say you're driving down Dale Mabry. You look left, you look right. Everything that's up and down Dale Mabry is a small business, whether it be the pizza shop, the restaurant, the uh, sports bar that uh, we watch the Bucks win the next Super Bowl. Wait a second. I'm, I'm forward looking. Sorry about that. The Sorry about that. Bar. The yeah, sports yeah. bar. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, liquor stores, uh, chiropractor's office, I could go on and on. But basically anything that is uh, generating revenue, we help them uh, exit those businesses. So if I'm a local business owner and I'm listening to this podcast and I've been doing it for 20 years and I'm saying, you know what, now's the time for me to get out. They need to contact you so that you could help them evaluate what the right uh, m- multiplier is on their business to be able to accurately and effectively sell it to somebody else who wants to come in and start their their venture. That, that, that That's correct. Now, the, the main thing is selling a business is a long tail process. And what I mean by that, if you go like to SBA.gov, which is the granddaddy of everything, SBA is for Small Business Administration. Um, the average business takes about eight to 12 months to sell. Um, it's a very long process. So it's not something you just wake up and say, hey, it's time to sell. You do want to plan it right. And uh, one of the things about selling a business, the very first thing you want to do is get an idea of what you have, because you can make little tweaks, little changes that actually increases the value uh, dramatically. Right, right. So I can tell you, honestly, just the fact that you go to you can navigate the SBA website. That would be a reason enough for me to deal with you as I've gone on to some of those government sites, whether it's the patent website or, you know, SBA dot, you know, uh, gov. Those sites are so difficult to navigate. Having someone as an expert that does that alone is is worth its weight in gold as far as being a business owner, in my opinion. So um, so that's the gist of the business. Tell tell the listeners a little bit. Now, you and I, we're, we're kind of friendly off air. We've talked to each other on a number of occasions. I know a little bit of your journey, but 
tell me a little bit about how you know, the listeners, how you got into this and, um, you know, where you started and how you ended up getting into this uh, line of work. Um, it's actually a weird story. So I, I am ex-military. Uh, when I got out of the military, I, I went to Wall Street uh, to be a stockbroker, a trader, all that fun stuff. And um, I met this beautiful woman, which is my wife. And she she came up with the statement that it's not how much you make, it's how much you net. Now, if for your listeners, yes, she's a CPA. So she, it's all about the, the net, net number. So if anybody is from the New York area, you know, taxes are incredible. So it doesn't matter how much you make. It's really how much you net. And uh, one day I just got, got fed up and I said, you know what? Find me tax free states. And it basically I said, I want a tax free. I want a warm weather and had to have a football team. So I kind of narrowed it down to About a three ain't bad. Yeah. Te- yeah. So, I, so it was te- it was te- it was Texas and Florida. And oh, uh, anybody, anybody that knows me. There's no way, no, no way. way I'm going to be a Cowboy fan. Nope. So, so um, anyways, that's how I got to Tampa. Um, I was sitting around and getting kind of bored, you know, trading on the market on, you know, like I would do before. But it's different when you're not on the floor trading and trading is much, much different. So I always wanted a business. I ended up buying. Uh, actually, I started I ended up buying two businesses right away. And that's kind of how I got into it is uh, just being on the front lines and you know, waking up in the morning, making the donuts and doing that kind of stuff. So, so the, I guess the next question really is like, you jumped into this. So you had this financial background, which is great. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge asset to have that wealth of knowledge going into a venture like this. But when you got into it, now that you've been doing it a while, what's a, a myth or a misconception that, you know, going into it, you wish you knew, or someone listening to this, that's thinking about doing this type of work or, or doing, buying and selling businesses What's something that might have thrown you off initially that now you know and that you you wow. kind of mastered it? It that that question is so big that it would probably take hours to go over everything. But well, um, let me start a watch. Go. No, yeah. I, I, I'll speak so, real fast. I'll yeah, speak, yeah, real speak, fast. speak really, really fast. Um, um, but no, summarize. So like I, for you, was there a time something that jumped out at you like a one big thing where you were like, man, if I would have known that going in, or, yeah. or you know, I could have I could have saved myself so much headache. Well, I, I would say this is um, here, here's a metaphor that everybody can relate to. As we're kids, we're told, don't touch a hot stove. You touch a hot stove, you burn yourself. You learn a lot quicker when you get burnt than by people telling you what it, you know, what it is. Right. When I first came down, one of the uh, first businesses I bought, I bought a large nightclub, about 20,000 square feet and doing phenomenal. Open about two weeks and uh, just it was raking in, raking in cash. And I, I got this bold idea. Let's go ahead and renovate this, you know, make it nicer. So I made it all nicer. I came in on Monday morning. There's fire trucks. There's police trucks, uh, city officials, everybody there. So apparently one of my competitors must have, you know, been a little jealous. I was getting all the business and, you know, sent everybody in. I learned very, very quickly in Florida um, and really probably everywhere. But Florida's a little different. You better have your permits in place. You better have your plans in place. You better do everything by the book, all this stuff. Long story short, uh, I had to end up putting fire sprinklers. It would have been about $250,000. It just wasn't economically feasible. So we moved, moved the club and stuff like that. The lesson learned, and, uh, if I could leave one pearl of wisdom for anybody that's looking for a business, spend time doing due diligence before you buy any business. Um, too many people go into buying a business and, uh, 
they have the emotional attachment to it. Let's say it's a, I don't know. Let's say the Bucks are doing great this year, like they're going to do this year, and th- that's just what it is, right? Fire Possibly. the cannons, all that stuff. But you're just excited, and you say, you know, what? I want a bar, and you're like, you're thinking, you know, I'm gonna have my friends here. I'm doing this. This. You're missing the point of why you're buying the business. You're buying the business for cash flow, period, period. Without the cash flow, everything else, you can't hire employees, you can't right. service your customers. You get the idea, yeah. and that comes into the due diligence part. So. There's a lot of things you can do before you even spend a dollar buying a business. And that is the due diligence part, the homework. If you don't know how to do it, there's websites, there's third parties you can do. There's professionals. Talk to your attorney, talk to your accountant, talk to your business broker, professionals, bankers. Um, A good thing we mentioned earlier on the SBA. um, if If you use SBA 7A program, which is probably the most dominant one of financing, they require a whole bunch of items before you can, they'll approve the loan. So you're forced to do due diligence. The moral of what I'm trying to say is I bought that one cash uh, back in the day. If I would have had to jump through all these hoops, it would have, it would have said, Hey, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you had this many occupants, you need fire sprinklers. And I would have, I would have right. avoided that mistake. You know, it's funny. I have this conversation with business owners all the time because I, you know, I do marketing, I do advertising right. and, you know, I get a lot of people who say, listen, word of mouth advertising is what I do. It works, my business, et cetera, et cetera. And I try to explain to them that word of mouth works, but it's so you couldn't go to a bank and get a business loan or go to SBA and get a business loan without having a business plan that has some component of marketing in it. Because all these people are not going to give you money unless you can show them a thought out plan for how they're going to recoup their money. So no one's going to just throw a million dollars at you to do this. And, and you know, it's funny. It's funny. You, you, you brought up the due diligence for a hobby. It's really not my hobby, but I got roped into going to a zoning meeting for, with, with a friend you know, a couple of weeks ago. And we're listening to these people talk. And this business owner was the nicest guy in the world. He was accommodating every single neighbor adjacent to this property because it it really was a win-win. It was a dilapidated old piece of property that had burnt out old buildings on it. He bought it. He got it. He cleaned it. He did all this stuff. He's already into it for probably a million plus, if I'm guessing, you know, and the neighbors are starting to give him a hard time over traffic and this, that, and the other. And, we're sitting in this meeting, listening to these officials talk, and they're all saying, "Look, traffic isn't a isn't a, a zoning issue. Traffic is a DOT issue. That's not what right. we're here for. We're here to talk about the property." And the owner is super accommodating. Like, "Look, you want a fence? You want an eight foot vinyl fence? I'm going to load that side for you. You want trees? You want a buffer? This guy's doing everything for it, <clears throat> and even doing his due diligence. You know, it's being able to accommodate as a business. You know, as a business owner." For this is going to be his livelihood, a piece of his livelihood. He wants to make it. He's a part of the community, like we're doing here. We're on a, a podcast about community and businesses in the community. No one wants to put in a, a, a blight on the community. They want to make the community better. That's why they're building a business there. If the neighborhood goes to crap, your business goes to crap. Why would you want to do that? So, uh, so yeah, man, doing that due diligence and, and making sure you have your planning in order. So many people make that mistake. The emotional high of being a business owner or being in charge or being an entrepreneur wears off real fast when you get caught in red tape. It does. And then so, you, you're, you were mentioning the uh, the SBA and the business plan. That's right. stuff that people can do for free uh, even before they start doing stuff. It'll help right. a lot. But um, 
in underwriting, this isn't stuff that that you're going to hear a lot. So this is just a little pearl of wisdom. Um, underwriting won't approve a loan unless it's a realistic business plan. So all those things you have, they're forcing you to do before you put your money on the table, which is right. great. It's, it, right. it, it's kind of a safety net. And there's, well, I should say it's it's a helpful. There is no safety net in the small business world. Right. And, but yeah. And then, the well, the, the biggest component to that, I mean, you could attest to this. Tell me if I'm wrong because you're the expert. But there are people that just frankly shouldn't own businesses. They shouldn't be entrepreneurs. They just don't. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. That's right. correct. So That's like correct. There's, there's people that get into it thinking it's going to be one thing. And then when they get into it, they don't have the skill set to either manage the books properly, do the proper sales, provide the quality service to run a business, and they don't have the resources built into their business plan to hire a uh, an accountant like your wife or to hire proper service reps or to hire a sales team. So sometimes people get into this, they put their money, they you'll push their chips into the center of the table, and they're like, now I got this business. I don't know what to do with it. Like, I, I don't know how to make it effective. So is that an area for you as, you know, as a business broker, do you have a portion of your business that not only does the buying and selling, but comes into a business who's maybe drowning a little bit and helps them yes. kind of get back on track? Uh, we have all different aspects that we do. We do business consulting and stuff like that. But uh, on on your point, one of the items is, is um, you need to be in the right vehicle. So some people's, you know, are more comfortable round, say round peg, round hole. Think of it something like that, um, right. that, you know, it, the employee, there's not. And once again, there's nothing wrong with that. You have to be in your strength. You know, a fish can't can't fly. Well, I guess a salmon, those flying salmon. Could, but there's, get, there's, there's exceptions to every rule. Dave. We'll you, agree get, you get my point. You get my point. But the yeah. thing is, is like uh, I, I'll give a I'll, I don't want to go too far off on a sidetrack, but I give it a, a, an example. People think of Florida, the first thing that when they're not down here, the first thing they think of is beaches, sand. It'd be awesome to have a tiki bar, renting jet skis, the, right. the dream life. Right. And then they go in there and they wake up, hang, you know, hung over the next day because they're partying with their friends. They realize, you know, um, you know, owning a bar and running, you know, and visiting a bar, are two separate things. Right. Uh, so once again, if you're one of the questions I ask uh, when I meet, you meet somebody that's looking to buy a business is, Really, where are we trying to get to? So I want to know the exit point before we even get involved, because it's about being in the right vehicle. So if right. your thing is saying, you know what, I want to have, uh, you know, I want to sell something for $10 million, uh, your pro the right vehicle might not be buying the local, you know, everyday right. pizza shop because you can't scale it fast. Not scale. But then on the flip side, you might say, you know what, I want to I want to work nine to five and I want to be out. And I want to have my weekends off and stuff like that. It might be a professional practice. It's right. just about getting the right thing. But so there's a subset to that. And I'll summarize that way. Yes, not everybody should be a business owner. But that subset is a lot of people that have exceptional qualities to be a business owner, but they need to be in the right vehicle. Good point. Great point. So, I mean, it's funny you say that. Like you talk about the, the bar and getting it to 10x and all this other stuff and there's literally a show. I mean, there's a show on TV that is people who got into bar businesses and restaurant businesses and they just crap the bed when they do it. This guy, you know, uh, Bar Rescue, he comes yeah. in, he's like a tyrant and just revamps their business. Now, who knows what happens in the after effects? Yeah. I think a lot of them get do it for the show, get their money and do what they're going to do to up, you know, upgrade 
then right. they go right back to doing the same old stuff. But yeah, I mean, you're right. Being knowing what your lane, you know, bad, you know, bad terminology, like shut up and dribble type thing, but knowing what your lane is and where you'd be best suited to drive that car, it's it's really exactly important right. because it's uh, it makes a huge difference in the success or failure of your venture. So, um, you know, we've talked about all this this you know high high frequency. Uh, stealing a line from the Wolf of Wall Street, the high frequency noise of businesses and money. But what do you guys do for fun when you're not buying and selling businesses and, and uh, putting in sprinkler systems? What do you guys do for fun? Um, well, about a year ago, I've always loved movies. So all the blockbusters. No, I, I couldn't tell from your background. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Right. I mean, that that's really my my spare time. I'm one of those you know Netflix guys. I'll, I'll, I'll watch all these old movies. And uh, everybody always said, Dave, you look like a fat Leo DiCaprio. You should go into movies. So I took a shot about a year ago and I started doing some stuff. Um, and I keep on getting calls, you know, say, you want to do this? You want to do this? Some are just quick background roles. Right. Like a quick thing. You know, you blink and you're going to miss me. But it's fun being on set. Uh, it's something I like to do. Everybody's got their own little passion. Um, I'm older now and, you know, the kids are out and about. So, you know, it's something that I enjoy. Um, the big one is, uh, I'm in a, in a political drama series that season one is going to drop. Um, I think it's the end of June, but definitely, uh, by July. And that one is called thug for president. Uh, so that will really? be, yeah. And a speaking I, role in that, um, actually a full supporting role. So, uh, yeah. Very I'm, nice. And it's I'll filmed be, here in Tampa? There. Uh, yes, it was shot in Gainesville, Orlando, Tampa, uh, Bonita Springs, some in Miami. Uh, there, there, it's going to be a big one. Yeah, thug for president. Well, listen, if you start filming, you better get a sub for Wednesdays, or else you're going to be in trouble. Well, we don't. So, yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't. We don't film in the morning. Yeah, so it's all good. You don't film at seven fifteen in the morning. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. I did a Dave Chappelle commercial in New in New York. Oh, that would have been awesome. Oh, how cool was that years ago. We were filming at four in the morning, actually, was the, the, the call sheet. But we'll talk about that's a whole other podcast. I, I, I have to see day. that one. I have to um, see that one. All right. So, you know, listen, we, we've hung out, you know, we've talked about some stuff that's gone on in our lives, right. but let the people listening or the people watching this fill us in on a time when you had a hardship, when you were like your back was against the wall, you didn't know what was gonna happen and you were able to turn it around and kind of gain some resiliency and kind of rise above because I think that's a good message for a lot of people to hear, especially for business owners, because not every day is puppy dogs and rainbows for business no, owners. And there's so many days that people get up and they're like, there's people that get up and go to their everyday job and they're like, oh, I got to do this junk again. But for right. business owners, when you work in a corporate job, you know what the junk is over and over again. For a business owner, it's hard. You wake up every day and it could be something completely different. So hearing them hear from you about an obstacle that they had, that you had, that you overcame and how you turned it into positivity, what would be a case of that happening? I think one of the biggest things is you have to have a self-reflection. It's, it's, it's very tough sometimes. Like an example, metaphorically speaking, if you're out of shape, I just started going to the gym after 50 years, you know, and it's like, I'm not the expert on that. So go to an expert that says, hey, you know what? You have to be honest with what you have. So I'll, I'll use one of the examples. Um, one of the businesses I bought was a restaurant. Very long hours that you have in a restaurant. Um, and I was at the point where I said, okay, how, how do I start um, 
basically not working a hundred to, you know, 120 hours a week. Right. You have to be able to delegate and, and, and get that business going. And one of the other things I'll leave with your listeners is um, a business tech, technically on a tax perspective is just having an incorporation doing the stuff. But if you're doing all the work yourself, you might be classified tax purposes as a business. But if your business can't run at least semi absentee or so you can get away for a little bit, even if it's for, you know, a doctor appointment or whatever, uh, you, you, you don't have a business, you have a job. So right. the, the biggest thing that I learned about that working those many hours trying to get something done is is you have to be able to take a step back and delegate to employees and staff that you trust. And if you don't have that yet, it's very tough to let somebody go, but you need to replace those, those, uh, cog, you know, those cogs in the, in the, in the engine to make it run. Because at the end of the day, it's that business and that business needs to move smoothly. So there is a lot of self-reflection you're going to do on your own self. Um, and then, you know, your, your people skills, a lot, a lot of people don't realize how much people skills you really need to have as a business owner. So it's not just about your product and service. Um, that's stuff that it's not really taught in business, business books and stuff like that. But when you're out there, you're, you'll deal with it a lot. You know, and it's a good point you bring up is depending on the type of business, like the restaurant business, you know, I grew up in it. My brother was in it. So I grew up in it quite a bit. The, the turnover and attrition in a, in a restaurant business is Huge. rapid. I mean, it is constantly people, no show, no calling. And you're kind of have to adapt on the fly and having the, the, the things in place to be able to do that. Different businesses are different. I mean, I, I know I have a friend who has a, an insurance agency just finding the right sales team and evaluating and constantly doing that. So yeah, I, that's, that is a big thing. I mean, you know, we, one of the questions I always, people always ask me, like, what's my biggest pet peeve, right? Like what is out of all the different things that could, that could irk somebody. My biggest pet peeve is people valuing my time. Like I know what my time is worth and I, I, I'm fairly confident, you know, you know, listen, from hour to hour, if you're sitting around doing nothing, when you're sitting around watching Netflix for two hours, you know, in the back of your head, I could be making X, right? right? It's costing me money, right? So when people don't value my time, that to me is very frustrating. So I want to make sure that that's a priority for me, that my time is so valued that I want to make sure I have a team in place. And I have a team in place. Fortunately, now it's taken me a couple years to get the right components in place. Where I know if I if I'm going to go away for four or five days, the the world's not going to crumble. But it, that is a very nerve wracking thing as a business yeah. owner because this is like your li- this is everything. This is your livelihood. This is what you've built up and done. Sometimes relinquishing that control a little bit is, is a whole fear around that too. So I've gotten past that. My, I, my the value of my time outweighed the fear of something. You know how could how catastrophic could it really be? Right. Um, you know, but. But yeah, man, that is that is that a great point. Having having a you know to do some self reflection and know these are the things I'm good at, these are the things I'm not good at, and the stuff that I'm not good at, I bring in somebody who is, and that's that's what I had to do. You know, publishing magazines, people always ask me like, "Oh, you're so creative," and da 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 da, and I'm like, "I'm really not creative. I'm a, I'm an account manager. I like to talk to people. I like to find out what they have going on. Right. That's why the podcast works well. But if you ask me to design a magazine," It would be like stick figures and little drawings and like puffy clouds. And I can't do any of that stuff. So having the right team in place to do it is, is essential. It's vital. You know, or else the business just doesn't work. Um, so you've kind of touched on this already. You know, you kind of said it earlier, like the big key to take away from this, you know, if someone's listening to this and they're 
trying to figure out what they want to do. The big key for them is to just do some self-reflection and figure out what, you know, where there's what what lane they're supposed to be in for the type of business and then having the right team in place. Dave, I guess the million dollar question, and I mean, I know you're you're a you're a high roller, like not like me. I'm just an everyday low oh, sales please. guy. So the million dollar question is if I'm a business owner and I'm sitting here right now, how do I get a hold of you? What is the best way to reach you, contact you, and how do I get the ball rolling? To, to really put those pieces in place to for that process, that sales process to, to get it started? Well, um, the easiest way is just contact us online, uh, lobobusinesssales.com. I also have a, a parent site on that, Business Broker Dave. I did that so people can easily remember. Uh, is, social yeah. media, I'm, I'm all over the place. So uh, TikTok, LinkedIn, uh, sometimes you'll see me in a, you know, in one of my Kiss Rock t-shirts. Sometimes you'll see me in a three-piece suit. Uh, but I always try to, you know, just explain to people whatever whatever's out there right now. Um, the one thing I, I um, am a proponent about and I think it's important is I've been on the front lines. So although technically I'm a business broker before that, I was a business owner. So I know what it's like, you know, the stress and the, the you know, being nerve wracked. Am I going to make payroll? Am I going to make rent this month? Or I'm getting ready to retire. You know, I want to sell it, and I can't let everybody know about it. I want to buy and right. some cash. I get all that stuff. Um, so uh, there's no. I, I'm I'm a very down to earth person. Very easy to speak with, and um, it's just about going at your own schedule. I'll leave with this metaphor, and that is, if you everybody's at some time in their life has went on some type of vacation or trip. It's just it, it, think about if you want to go to Seattle. If you know the endpoint, filling everything backwards is easy. So it says, all right, I want to be in Seattle. All right, I have to take this flight. I have to pack this this much underwear. I need this, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And you have the plan. But if you don't know where you want to end up, you're never going to get get where you want to go. It's the same thing in, in small business. There's a lot of detours. There, sometimes you'll get a flat tire. Sometimes you'll hit a pothole. Uh, but uh, doing this for almost 20 years. Uh, helping people exit literally every type of business out there. Um, we have the roadmap. And more importantly, when I don't, I have a network of over 1,200 people around me that um, I can pull expertise uh, around the country. So that's what we try to do. Awesome. Dave, thank you so much. Guys, you've been listening to episode 11 of the Good Neighbor Podcast with Dave Breton, Lobo Business Sales. You can catch Dave. We're going to put all his contact information in this post so you can find him. Don't reach for him if you're when the new Indiana Jones movie comes out because he'll probably be tied up going to watch that. And you can catch him on an upcoming series. We'll we'll name drop that later in an, in an alternate podcast. But Dave, thank you so much for coming on. Have a great Memorial thank Day. You. Enjoy some time with, uh, with your birthday party with your family, and um, we'll catch up with you real soon. Thanks again. Hey, thank you so much for the opportunity to speak. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Passcode. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnppasco.com. That's gnppasco.com or call 813-922-3610.